What's up? Hello, walking with Tina today on a beautiful Friday afternoon. How's everybody doing? Just waiting for everybody to come on. This is so exciting. We're, we're going to talk about Twitch today. I'm excited. You know why? Because Twitch died in Jan in December. And there's some new news going on with that. So it hasn't, uh, well, let's start with the first one with Twitch. Everybody knows him as Steven. Um, and Allison Holker, which is his wife, and he had three children. He died without a will. Imagine that. According to Daily Mail, UK, ET Online, LA Times, and Page Six, I got some good news for you guys. It has been quite two full months since the world received the shocking news that dancer and DJ on The Ellen Show, Stephen, Twitch boss, died of suicide. His family, which includes his mother, and wife, Allison Holker Boss, and their three children had a private funeral for him in early January. And it's still very early in the grieving process. But unfortunately, so the You Think You Can Dance favorite died without a will and now causing many more complications for his widow and family. Boss died on December 13th, 2022, just two months ago, at the age of 40. He left behind Allison and their three children. Allison has just filed a California spousal property petition in Los Angeles. And what does that mean? Well, what are the complications from the death of Stephen Twitch Boss for his wife, widow, Allison? After his death, many of his celebrity friends, like Justin Timberlake, paid tribute to Boss and his former co-worker, Ellen DeGeneres, recently shared how she is publicly honoring his memory. His understandably emotional mother even shared some public words after his tragic passing. But now, Allison has had to begin to move forward by petitioning California's courts for bosses half of their joint estate. According to People, which obtained copies of her court documents, Holker Boss filed what's known as a California Spousal Property Petition, which was done in Los Angeles County Superior Court of California at the beginning of this week. So this is breaking news for this week, guys. Apparently, even though the laws of the state do not note that any surviving spouse is entitled to any part of a joint estate belonging to a deceased spouse, the widower has to file such a petition in order to prove to the court that they really are the spouse of the deceased party. 
Her filing states that Magic Mike XXL performer who had several projects and HGTV shows in the works when he died, didn't leave a will and asked for both a determination of property passing to the surviving spouse and confirmation of property belong, belonging to the surviving spouse. But this brings up a whole other topic, guys. You know why? Because it's called complicated grief. And when we die without a will, it's called intestate. And complicated grief, and I'm going to read it for you, because I got all this ready for you guys beforehand. <laughs> Losing a loved one is one of the most distressing and unfortunately common experiences people face. Most people experience normal grief and bereavement, have a period of sorrow, we'll wait for the truck to go by, Mr. FedEx. I have a period of sorrow, numbness, and even guilt and anger. Gradually, these feelings ease, and it's possible to accept loss and move forward at your own time. But for some people, feelings of loss are debilitating and don't even improve after time passes. And this is known as complicated grief sometimes called persistent complex bereavement disorder. In complicated grief, painful emotions are so long-lasting and severe that you have trouble recovering from the loss and resuming your own life. And, you know, guys, that's why I created your Backup Plan app, because I found that with my clients and my friends that have passed away, that... If you don't have your stuff in order, if you don't have the things, and you, you might not even know what you need to do in order to have a plan. And that's why you got me. But even if you do a few things, complicated grief hurts because you're only making things more, what do I want to say? I want to say that your pain takes over your head. And the grief takes over your brain. And then it leaves no other space for you to even think or talk or eat or just resume your normal activities. And by complicating grief, it means that you have made more of a mess that you've left behind to, to make things even worse than they are even if you had everything planned. So what are the complications from the death of Twitch and his widow? After his death, many of his celebrity friends like Justin Timberlake paid tribute to Boss. But in this routine procedure in which the surviving spouse has to file a petition to prove that they are the spouse of the person who died. Because the courts, they don't know who. And so they're going to make their own decisions. And it might be something you might not like. So I also have 10 consequences of dying without a will. So don't let me forget, okay? Oh my goodness, you know, he had so much. Um, this includes any interest in a trade or a business name of any unincorporated business or an interest, interest 
in any unincorporated business that this deceased partner was operating or managing at the time of death. The court documents state in part. Holker, which is Allison, requested Twitch's half of Stephen Boss Productions and Goldman Sachs Investment Account, as well as royalties from cast and crew production services, Disney Worldwide Services, Inc., GEP Talent Services, LLC, and SAG-AFTRA per the court filing. She said there was no written agreements between them prior to his death as she requested Stephen's half of Stephen Boss Productions and his Goldman Sachs investment account. Allison is also requesting royalties from the one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four other corporations. As Stephen did not have a will in place of his time of death, Allison asked the court for confirmation of property belonging to the surviving spouse and determination of property passing to the surviving spouse, a standard procedure when you don't have a will. In, in the filing, Allison Boss, who shared kids Wesley 14, Maddox 6, and Zaya 3 with the late dancer, said he did not have a net worth when they married in 2013. The couple tied the knot in 2013, and their children, Maddox, Zaya, and, and uh, Wesley, uh, he, ad he adopted Wesley, the 14-year-old daughter, from a previous relationship. Allison said he only owned personal effects of little, he only owned little effects before landing the permanent spot on The Ellen Show. So what is the primary problem with dying intestate? Dying without a will. After you pass, your estate will become considered intestate. This means no one is entitled to manage or deal with your assets without permission of the court and legislation will in, 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 inherit your belongings. Legislation will determine who will inherit your belongings. Let's get that right, Tina. So when you have no rights, you're really leaving yourself open to the courts deciding what they want to do with the will, what they want to have happen to the assets. And you might not have many says in that matter. The filing also mentions the property the mother of three wants to receive as Stephen's surviving spouse, but note she is not requesting administration over her late husband's estate. Um, let's, let's talk about what happens if you don't have a will, because you know me by now. You know, every show I talk about getting your stuff together, getting your crap together. But the problem is most people don't know what crap they need to get together. So here's a reason why you should do a will. I don't care if you have money. I don't care if you don't have money. Twitch, see girls, all the ladies out there. You don't rely on your husband to determine what he thinks is important. 
you do it yourself or you make sure it gets done because it's really important, not only for him, but for you. And I've talked to so many women and they say, oh, my husband looks after that. It's all done. He looks after it. No, he doesn't. I'm going to say that again. No. It's probably like 98% of the population have a current will, have an up-to-date will. And why should you even consider not doing it? Come on, guys, let's get this done. I talk about this all the time. Here are the 10 consequences of dying without a will. You lose the opportunity to appoint who you want to act as the executor of your state, which is sometimes really important because sometimes the living people that are left behind may not like a certain person and they uh, have been named as the executor from a previous will or a not current will or something that's messy. So it's important to look at that as well. You lose the opportunity to appoint legal guardians of your children or others who lack the capacity. I can't get my words right today. My lips are cold. Um, You lose, let's think about that one. You lose the opportunity to appoint a legal guardian. How important, do you know that's probably the most reason why people don't do a will? Because they don't know who they want to appoint as the legal guardian of their children. And that shouldn't stop you. You should just pick somebody just to say that it's in there and it's done, and then you can go back and change it anytime. Because if you don't have a will and that's stopping you, that's kind of, that doesn't make sense. But I know it happens. You may also not have a power of attorney, which looks after your property and assets. You may also not have a power of attorney for personal care, which is a medical directive which is super important, especially in the separation or divorces, when people don't have power of attorneys or medical directives, because the previous spouse, which is not actually divorced yet from, uh, if it's just a separation and you're not technically divorced, could actually come in and tell the family what they want to do with you. Well, I don't know about you, but I certainly don't want my ex telling my family what they want to do with me. Thanks, but no thanks. Um, you lose the opportunity to provide your funeral or burial preferences. And to some people, that's super important because they have a particular wanting of a burial in a certain place, or perhaps they want to be cremated and you bury them because you may not have had that family conversation, which we talk about in our worksheets. And our webinars, they're free, talking about family conversations. How to have that family conversation with those that you love around you so that they know what you want. You know what they want. Your children may receive assets before you intended, like at 18 years old. If you die without a will, they'll receive all your assets, property, and do you think... 
there's not very many 18-year-olds out there, or even minors, that would know what to do with a whole bunch of money. I don't think that's a very good plan. I kind of think it isn't. Assets may have to be sold to pay taxes or other debts because it's all open to um, the open estate where there's no will, so there's determination of what people are going to do with it. There's, um, I'll tell you what Twitch could have done. He could have made a trust. He could have had a will. And in the trust, he could have put all of those incorporated companies into it and pass that on to the family, to Allison or to the whole family as a part and parcel. Because then that could get passed on for future family members as well, like we talked about Lisa Marie Presley and her trust. So in those cases, when you have an incorporated company, an LLC, for example, or an INC, that's really important to make sure that you have a trust set up or you have directors in the incorporated company that it can roll down to. Say you could have had Allison as one of the directors in the incorporated company, and then she would automatically receive the balance of the incorporation. So your assets will be distributed pursuant to the intestacy rules, which may not reflect your intentions. This is all based on what's going to happen, how it's going to get distributed by the state or the province that you live in or the country determines how that court or that judge is going to um, distribute your assets, which may not reflect your intentions depending on the state or province that you live in or country. Common law partners and no will. Well, that's a big problem because that brings up a whole bunch of drama in the family. There might be children from a previous marriage or relationship and they don't want the common law partner to get anything. So it just creates this massive yuckiness all around. There's, there's nobody winning in this battle. And that's why I do what I do to help everybody figure out what they need to get done so there's no fights, there's no issues. I don't know about you, but there's enough issues, you know, without the will issues and without the death and dying and the grieving. Um, you may have huge estate exposure to estate administration tax, income tax, and legal costs. This is going to cost Allison and the family a lot of money to resolve this problem based on because it leaves all of the assets and property open to whatever income tax is based on a single person. And that's huge because incorporations have benefits to income tax. And those might not be, you know, what you wanted to have happen. And the extra legal costs and the extra taxes, and everybody dies, and we have to, of course, have income tax. God damn it. We can't 
We can't even die without paying income tax. <laughs> we just, we get birthed into this world and we have income tax. We die and we have income tax. But it's definitely a huge cost. And, and the cost of, you know, if you spent $5,000 in trust costs and legal costs beforehand, that's a drop in the bucket to what you would have to pay with this mess now. You lose the ability to explain your wishes. Sometimes we are with partners and we don't really know what they want. Um, we don't have those family conversations, so therefore we don't know perhaps what their wishes were. Maybe they don't want to have a funeral. Maybe they don't want to have a celebration of life. Um, it causes all sorts of issues around that. And we have to, you know, think about what the person wanted. And it causes... Um, it causes you to always have regrets because you don't know if you did the right thing after. And it causes drama in the family. You know, your sister might say, no, she wanted this. And you say, no, she wanted that. And so it just, it causes these family fights. We, we don't want that. There's, there's too much fights. We don't, we don't need that. So I, I hope that I've made it, you know, a little bit more clear about why you should run out next week, because today's Friday. Run out next week and get yourself a will and a power of attorney and a medical directive. Or sometimes they call it a power of attorney of care. Whatever you want to call it, wherever you are, it's all the same thing. And really do it from your heart. Really do it from the knot that you're going to die but from what you want to ensure what happens, either from the cost that it costs you because you don't want that extra cost to those that you love or, or the disagreements or the fighting, or maybe you just want to have not complicated grief for those that you leave behind because we don't need to add more to grief. Grief is hard enough to deal with. So, Allison left a note. Allison is making sure that all the kids know how much their daddy loves them, that he is still with them, and his spirit is still flourishing, that this has nothing to do with them, and that they can do things to help keep his spirit alive. And that comes from E.T. Source. It's very hard to grieve and it's very hard to hold that space for memories and for those that you have lost. And it's even worse when you're trying to figure out, well, how am I going to pay for this funeral? What did they want for the funeral? How am I going to, you know, how can I afford to pay for a luncheon or a dinner or anything that your wishes might be and you're unable to do it. I've had, I just had a podcast yesterday and one of the guests said I didn't have the money to do what he wanted, her spouse. There was no money to be left because of all the problems with the estate. So not only do you have grief, but you have complications with money matters, loss of money, loss of the income that that spouse brought in. There's so many losses. 
So guys, get prepared. Have a plan. If you don't know what to do or how to do it, you got me. I tell you this every week. You got me. Because look, I don't know how much Twitch's estate is valued at, but it's obviously quite a bit. And it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter if you live in a basement suite with your mother. It doesn't matter if you have your own apartment. It doesn't matter if you rent or own property. And it doesn't matter what color of hair you have or your skin or the color of your eyes. It doesn't matter. We are all gonna die, unfortunately. We just don't know when. So have a plan. Check out your backup plan app. It will help you get all of those things done without anybody yelling at you. It's a wonderful assistant because you got me. You have webinars that you can come on. You've got my Facebook group. Uh, it's a VIP group that you can join and people ask questions. They talk about issues. It's a great community of people for everybody. They might say, I had this problem with my aunt's estate, or I dealt with that with my dad, or, um, you know, it's there for you guys to help each other out. So I just want to take today's walking with Tina and go over, doesn't matter who you are, go get a plan, start it right away. Think about, take a pad of paper, write down some of the things that you think are important. What's on the top of that list? And get started on that. Find it in your backup plan app and get it going. It's super easy to do. And if you get stuck, you got me. So take care till next week. I love each and every one of you. Stay safe. Be kind. Till next week where we talk about Friday, walking with Tina. We're going to talk about another topic in estate planning. I think I'm going to do something about a small business, small business owners, because it doesn't mean that you have to die. It might mean that you have COVID and you're stuck in, in a hospital for two months, which happened a lot. It might mean that you have a hurricane or a flood and you lost all your important documents. It might mean that you have an earthquake like Turkey and Syria. It might mean all of those things, whatever it means, whether you're in the hospital and you can't talk and your, your family members or friends don't know how to pay your mortgage or rent because you're stuck in the hospital and you can't talk. There's nothing like coming out of the hospital after two months and finding that your stuff is out, all out sprawled about on the front of the lawn and you have no place to move to. I had that with a client too. I had a client who had a single brother of a family, Italian family of seven, and he got very sick. He was in a car accident. And he was in the hospital for six months, three months in one hospital and three months in recovery. And for the three months, the family argued and fought over who was going to go and pay these bills and how do they find these bills and 
who has a key to his apartment and how do you get in and how do you pay his electricity bill and his heat? All of this stuff. I don't want to leave that to anybody. I don't know about you, but would you want to leave that to anybody? I don't think so. So stay safe. Be kind. I could talk about this for hours and hours. You don't want me to do that because it'll be way too much. I have way too much fun with it. I can't help it. <laughs> so stay safe. Be kind. Bye for now. Till next week. See you over there. Bye.